Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with your Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio? We got a lot to get to on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. We got a metric ton to get to. Um, but I want to start with a kind of non-sports topic, right? In that uh, Will Smith smacked Chris Rock yesterday. When was the last time you smacked or punched anybody? Jason Stewart? Was the last time you smacked or punched anybody? And, and I'm not talking about taking a boxing class. Last time I hit somebody? Yeah. Um, never. Never once. You've never hit anybody? Never once. Really? You, you never were in a fight as a as a fifth grader? It's crazy. Nah, and I, I played a lot of sports, too, and stuff. You and, think and, you, and you run your mouth a lot, and you, you make a lot of jokes. <laughs> I'm an S-talker. Um, what about you, John Ramos? Last time you hit somebody, last time your hand made contact with somebody else? I would say in elementary school, probably, yeah. I can't what think el- of anything in high school or junior what high. What elementary school? It was Arroyo Vista Arroyo Elementary Vista? School in South Pasadena. A Vista of Arroyo. <laughs> uh, when when guys did when people did fight after after school, where did they fight? Uh, they would fight in front of the school. Uh, and it was mostly, it wasn't a lot of hitting. It was more like you you get into a wrestling match. You kind of take somebody down, and you're both kind of like scrumbling, you know, on the ground. You're kind of kind of rolling over each other and that type of stuff. Until where, where where was it? What where what school was it? No, the fights. Oh, out in front, like out in front of the school, like right on our main street. So like you guys would so so somebody say, yeah, three me, o'clock main street. Well, I don't know if they did that. It would just be kind of like few people were out there. They. Talk, talk crap, and then you just go at it. But okay, I'm saying because how, how it worked when I was okay. I went to K through third. I went to Jordan Elementary, and you'd fight at the ditch. Okay, okay, you fight at the ditch. Now then, I went to Levita Elementary, fourth through sixth, and the fights. And if you'd make out with a girl, they were both behind the kindergarten room. Okay, so I'm asking, where was the J Stu? Where was your elementary school? Um, so it was in Brea, California, and in the bottom of the ramp was where all the fights took place. We'll see at the bottom of the ramp. It was clear of school ground. Bottom of the ramp, 3 o'clock. Stuart, be there. Be there. Be there. Uh, what about you, uh, Dan Byer? What elementary school? Lincoln. Lincoln Elementary. Lincoln Elementary School. Now, now, is that still named Lincoln, or did, did no? There's a did Walgreens get, there now. Did they Lincoln, tore it down. Oh, they yeah, did. Yeah. But was it because it was named Lincoln? And 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 even though uh, even though he led us out of the Civil War, like I've what Washington's been taken down places. Anybody else? Well, we had we had Washington. We had a Franklin Elementary School. So some of our elementary schools were named after presidents. So yes. Okay. Uh, where was the fight place at your school? Um, in front of uh, no, it was usually in the in the boys' bathroom, and it was basically more junior high, like boys' room would be where the fights would be. Smoking in the boys' room, fighting. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say. That. Have you ever? I like smoked when John smoked, said it. I, have you ever smoked a cigarette? Um, yeah, yes. In the boys' room, not in the boys' room. No. <laughs> okay. 
Well, when John said J- Main Jason Street, Stewart. can J- I just yeah. add this? Yeah, All go, I can go. think of is down on Main, Main Street. <laughs> is that what? Where's did the I fight? say Main Street? I don't remember. Did I say that? that? Yeah. Okay. Yes. 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 Not said, on you know, Main Street. No, I think he said on the Main Street. Main, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I said. And then you I know said. The difference, right? And then I said, Spider, Spider, you, <laughs> Spider, you, you, um. Uh, that, that's, that, that's funny. Jason Stewart, have you ever smoked a cigarette? First of all, I can't imagine Dan Byer doing that. Uh, that's that's my first. I didn't thought. inhale. Um, Last one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I've, yeah. I've I've never once done that. Uh did not inhale. <laughs> I did not inhale. Uh did my not. Bu- my buddy smoked my, any interaction with that cigarette. In college, my buddy smoked Newports, and so he, we had a pack of Newports, and I. I smoked an entire pack one night oh in college. Oh, my God. Jesus. My mouth the next day. What, oh, my goodness. There is not a worse taste that, that of No, of it any, tastes like you lick somebody's Oh, my goodness. Backside. Yeah, because Newports are menthols. And so I don't even, even know what that means. Yeah. I had one puff of a oh. cigarette at, at Willie's Saloon back when I was in college. Uh, the summer before my senior year, I hung around a little bit in the summer. When I did, I was a doorman. I worked my way to be at a doorman because we started to go in there and serve be a place. And then finally I was like, if I keep coming here, why don't I just work here to make some money? And then I finagle my way behind the bar. But I, I, I would come home smelling like, smelling like you smelled after smoking a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> but I had one puff of a cigarette and that was one puff too many. I was like, oh, God, that is awful. That is awful. But you smoked a p- pack? You were again, a smoker then. No, I, no, it was. Yep. No, it was one night. I, I never, I never. You bought never a, smoked again. I never. No, I actually I didn't. I never bought a pack of cigarettes for my own use. Like that was never, except that night. You sound like a sorority girl. I only smoke <laughs> when I drink. Uh, How often do you drink? All the uh, time. I'm an alcoholic, so I drink a lot. You know. I mean, th- this is okay. So, uh, Jason Stewart, are you taking a? Have you smoked a cigarette before? Never once. Nope. Not taking a puff. Never once. Really? I grew up in a smoker's home, and this was the smokers in the 70s and 80s where you smoked inside with windows closed and cars, windows closed. Oh, and airplanes. So that turned me off. Yes. 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 You also can't smell anything because everything smells like smoke. Right. That's the thing about smokers. They don't even know things smell like smoke because it just all, everything smells the same to them. Yeah. You know? Do we buy the buyer? He wasn't a smoker. Just that one night he smoked a pack of cigarettes. How many cigarettes are I, in a I pack of I'm, cigarettes? I don't know. Twenty? Is that? I don't know. I, I, I never bought a pack of cigarettes. I never you smoked gotta, a pack do, of cigarettes. I do know you got to pack them though. You got to pack the cigarettes. That was a big thing. That, is that yeah. like when you pack your dip? Is that when you like when you hit your dip? Yeah, which I could never do either. That 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 little thumb thing, yes, little finger could not, thing, the thump. Yeah, I can't yeah. do that either. Uh, Jay Stu, have you ever taken a Taking a big chew and put it right in your gullet and spit that thing. I out. was um, when I played ball in high school. I did red man for about half a season. Yeah, I never. Yeah, I've I done never some red dipped. man. Yeah. yeah, red man. You get it. You chew it a little bit. You chew it. You chew and then you spit. And you're like, man, you just feel like you feel like you should be on um, uh, Yellowstone, right? Yes. Like, yeah. I need. I need to go wrangle some cattle. I need to go shoot somebody <laughs> on my property. You know, I need to scratch myself here. 
either you either feel like somebody on Yellowstone or you feel like the late great Tony Gwynn. Unfortunately, right? You're like, man, he had a big chew in his mouth. Lenny Dykstra, remember Lenny Dykstra and the Love size and chew yes. in his mouth? You're like, I want to be nailed. Dip was so normal though, where where I was from, like. You know, you a lot of guys would have their back pocket would have the ring, the ring because yeah. of the tin in the back pocket. Sure, sure. Some people had uh, gummy bears and jelly bellies in those rings, but they definitely had the ring in the back pocket. <laughs> I like the jerky snuff, the beef jerky kind. Oh, that's delicious. Yeah, you guys oh, remember yeah. the the candy cigarettes? Like you want to talk about like a terrible thing for kids? They used to right? have cigarettes that were gum when you chew them. They had a thin, like fake, dis- disintegrating paper. paper uh, cover, and then if you you blew on them like into them, like a little puff of powdered sugar would appear. You guys remember that? Oh yes, I do. Yes. Unbelievable. How did that? How was that okay? Was <laughs> <laughs> that okay? Okay, we bring up fighting and cigarettes because super awkward interaction, and I guess fight. Will Smith smacks Chris Rock. Here's the audio. Oh, Richard. <laughs> Smack the out your Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I could, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Okay, so so let, let's let's break this down for a little bit here, okay? Because I think that Chris Rock at first, like everybody else, thought it might have been part of the gag. And after the after he yelled it out, even the first time, he was kind of like and then he was like, uh, uh, he's like, dude, it was a when, when you go, dude, dude is synonymous with like, bro, which is. Are you're you're acting crazy now? I'm not the crazy one. You're the crazy. Does everybody see that he's the crazy one? And then he starts shouting like, "Yeah, that that he's the crazy one. That was not a not an act." I, I felt like it was a that at first Chris Rock was surprised. He's kind of laughing. Comes walking up. Then he smacks him. Then he thought well, maybe that was a gag. Then he goes back to him. He's like, "Dude, what is your deal?" And then the second time he said, "Get your wife's." Name at my wife's name at your effing mouth. Then Chris Rock, he took up. There was a second there when he was like, "Should I unleash the nasty Chris Rock? Should I should I crush this dude, or should I just let it go?" And then he just kind of moved on. Greatest night in television ever. That that's what I heard. Here is um, here's Will Smith when he accepted his Academy Award for that role as Richard Williams. I want to apologize to the Academy. I want to apologize to my, all my fellow nominees. Um, art imitates life. I look like the crazy father, just like they said. <laughs> I look like crazy father, just like they said about Richard Williams. Um, but love will make you do crazy things. So that that's... He didn't apologize to Chris Rock. Not at all. That is, uh, baby, I'm sorry. Not sorry, right? Uh, Still hasn't, right? He still hasn't apologized to Chris Rock. Publicly, anyways. No. No. Do you guys think it was real? Because it wasn't open hand smack. It wasn't a punch. Do you think it was real? 
Last and final yes. call. Yes. yes. Ra- Ramos, go ahead. I-, I do think it is, but I just can't imagine what would the win be out of if it wasn't re- if they planned and staged that. Who would who would find this to be like interestingly funny or or I wouldn't. Tune I, in next year to find out who well, Will Smith is going to smack. Man, if they did if they did that and that was all planned, then I, I feel sorry for them. I really do because that that would have been that's not something to I don't know that just doesn't seem right to me to do something like that's really really a way of a bad way of of staging something. If he would have walked up there and faked a hit and then walked down and said like, "Oh man, just joke about it," maybe that would have been funny. But yeah. but the screaming I mean, the f word and stuff like that and Really making you feel bad? Like, that's not the way to... You thought the joke was bad. That's even worse. Jesse Smollett thought it was a, that was a bad stage. <laughs> Rope him into this. <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was real. And, um, you know, it's funny. When, on that playback, I just realized something I hadn't re- uh, noticed before. So after um, Chris Rock says, I just got slapped by Will Smith or whatever, the entire crowd laughs. And I think everyone thought that yeah. this was a part of an improvisation. Or Agre- even, agreed. Even a bit. Yeah. Agreed. And, and then all of a sudden it turned serious when he started yelling out. And when 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 he went up to hit him, Doug, my theory is that he said in his mind, "I'm going to slap him to humiliate him, but I'm not going to like put him down." I mean, Chris Rock was like li- literally leading with his chin because he's like, "A famous person's coming at me in front of 50 million people on TV. I've got, I've got nothing to worry about." I don't, I th- you know, I think Will Smith showed restraint in how he smacked him. Uh, just a completely irrational thing to do, anyways, but. Okay, um, I I I felt like he was he was on something, whether it was booze or something else, whatever. That just that, that's not the normal behavior, even of Will Smith, who's you know you you would think, and and like I think I don't know it was Buyer or or you Jay Stu, you talked about like you know there's an after party if you don't like a joke you go up to a guy and be like dude, I'm like my bad I just you know and and Will laughed at it. It wasn't Will. It was clearly Jada. But, man, that was craziness. Craziness. And then no apology afterwards. Yes, Ramos. Do you think anything comes of this besides just us talking about it? Like I saw today the Academy put out, you know, like they're going to investigate more and, and stuff like that. Do you think anything really comes out of this or just something that's part of television history and we just move on and there, that's it? Uh, part of television history would be my guess. Okay. I think the Browns may trade for Will Smith. Oh, yes, geez. yes. I, 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 are we sure Will Smith wasn't auditioning for Jawan Howard's oh. character <laughs> in the Sweet Sixteen movie? Oh, you got to give that you got to give that joke credit. That was Dan Byer. Byer said that one of the funniest. No, I saw it. On, I saw it on tweet. Own, our own Dan Byer. Dan Dan tweeted this. If they ever make a movie about the Fab Five, I know who will play Juwan Howard. That's good. Uh, Seth, Seth Davis had one. Seth Davis said something about you know uh, um, that Chris Rock shouldn't have called that last time out, right? Which is exactly <laughs> hey. the same thing. Right? That was a really good one. I like. I don't like the slap, but I still don't understand why Chris Rock called that last time out. That was really good. Uh, I saw the the Juwan Howard ones is a great one. I did not. I would be honest. I did not think of that immediately. And then I thought it's it's apparently open hand smack season. I've never smacked anybody. I have gotten in fights back in elementary school. I got a guy tried to jump me at a twenty four hour fitness playing basketball. So I'm not going to act like as an adult I haven't at least balled my fists up. But I've been very cautious about not having punched anybody. Not that I have some deadly weapons on the ends of my wrists. 
Um, okay, so the Juwan Howard jokes have been made. Are there any other good ones that, that you, you saw when you perused Twitter, Jason Stewart? Because this is one of the, the fun exercises I know you love to have. As it relates to our industry, um, I don't know him. Maybe you guys do. This uh, Sahad uh, Yusuf, and I apologize for completely ruining your name. He had this. Uh, from Chris Rock, I made a comment earlier tonight that I guess went over the air that I am deeply ashamed of. I pride myself and think of myself as a man of faith, and there's a deep drive in the left by Castellanos. <laughs> that, that, that seemed to make the rounds in many variations afterwards, I, obviously I wanna, because of this. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, ah! a home run. <laughs> oh my God, Tom Brady! So that'll make it a four-nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm gonna be putting on this headset again. I don't know if it's gonna be for the Reds. I don't know if it's gonna be for my bosses at Fox. I'm gonna apologize. The answer is no. Um, <laughs> the answer is no. That's the all-timer, though, right? That's the one where I, people need to hear that call more often, right? Because we make that joke. It's like buyer makes the joke. It's very timely, totally makes sense, and it's really, really good, right, the Juwan Howard one. Um, but the there's a, dri- there's a drive to center field is amazing. <laughs> like, the last time he's calling game – after getting caught with a hot mic, dropping a homophobic slur, like mid-apology, the dude hits a home run. Unbelievable. <laughs> and he calls the home run. <laughs> so, so him calling that home run, Doug, would lead you to believe that it wasn't really like he wasn't focused on the apology or what he had said because he was just worried about making sure that the call. How does that call reflect what was being said at the moment? For him, a bad look. Go right? ahead, buyer. I can buyer. I think Johnson's overthinking of it. Like, here's okay. this moment, and it's the worst possible timing, and you have to correct. Yeah, ha- he had like, to do it. He had to do it. But there's, I mean, like they unequivocally remember he left after that inning. I think even after that play, he took off the headset, and they had because because the way it works with uh, radio calls and TV calls is usually they have guys split it, right. And they'll have one does, which I never really understand. One does TV and one does radio, then they switch or whatever. I think they had the radio guy cover for him. And then he was like gone right afterwards. It was nutty. But he's literally, you know, pouring out his soul. What can I say to possibly save face? His dad's a legend. He's a legend. He's in Cincinnati. He says something and he's and like, I mean, I've, I've said, not nearly as offensive, but I've said something where your your light your your career is flashing before your eyes, and then all of a sudden, like there's a drive to center field. It's it's more like I, I think it's more like an instinct. That's what he he's a pro, and he that was just, that just kicked in, right? That was his duty, and he had to fulfill it. I just can't believe that happened until I was reminded last night of that tweet and I had to go back and listen to the sound. As, I, a, as a tangent to that, Doug, this weekend, yeah, yeah. Nick Castellanos got his first hit for the Phillies. I think it was on Saturday or Sunday. There's a drive. <laughs> Dude, the Sunday's, uh, the Blue Jays announcers that were doing the game were literally reading a statement by the team about the hitting coach or the pitching coach getting a no. DUI the night before. No. In the middle of this statement about the pitching coach getting a DUI, Nick Castellanos' uh, first base hit as a Philly. Yeah. And that, that was a thing on Twitter, too. 
My thing with Twitter is it was so the amount of Chris Rock, Will Smith funny lines were so overwhelming. I mean, just you want to talk about a social media moment, we, you know? We have the Blue Jays audio. You do? Let me yeah, hear. yeah. Let me this hear. was Pete Walker was unfortunately arrested early Friday morning for driving under the influence <laughs> and made a statement. There's the drive to center field. His actions, obviously, are very significant situation. Charlie Montoyo, his quote is, he said, the Blue Jays and I are aware of what happened. The incident involving Pete Walker, but we're still gathering information out of respect for the process. That's all we're going to say right now. And the Blue Jays as an organization have taken the same path. So unfortunately, a very significant situation with Pete Walker, very highly respected pitching coach, but the Blue Jays and the organization are going to Wait until all the information is gathered. That looper, that's going to drop for a base hit. Castellanos <laughs> reached out and poked it into right field. It's up for a two-out base hit. Castellanos is going to board single. Castellanos, this is amazing. Anytime you have a something solemn, right, something solemn to read on air, and Castellanos is coming up, you, you – I think can we pass a rule right they're they're making all these new rules in baseball now. We have the universal DH. Um what else did they add in uh Dan with 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 the new CBA, oh, right? Oh. Right? We get the new D- <laughs> Come on, Dan. Yeah. This should be a new rule. They, Dan. One of the baseball guys on the other Dan, side of the glass, yeah. Dan, what what what, what Dan, wouldn't, wouldn't this be a fair rule like listen, when Castellanos comes up, if you have something <laughs> salary, wait till he's in cuz you know, you know the pitchers are probably like, I can't pitch to this guy. They're reading something up in the booth. He might even out of the park. Dude, the other side of that, knowing how superstitious ball players are. Oh yeah. Castellanos was probably like, find something horrible and start reading it during my <laughs> and the Ukraine announces that they have surrendered to Russia there's a drive because they are oh, man. real credit card questions require real people someone who understands your issues and works with you to resolve them with you that's why discover offers helpful US based representatives available 24 7 discover exceptionally common sense okay so buyer wins Twitter right Ramos did you have a funny tweet about it I did not no I was just did you sh- had Jason Stewart I, I did open hand smack season jeez that was that was the best that I could that was the best that I could do kind of relating the two buyers win unless Jay Stu you got something better no no I was just a reader last night I did yes. not contribute yeah, well, you do. You have the tendency to want to play. Like, do I play topper? Do I not play topper? All right, the Juwan Howard ones are done. I kind of got nothing here. I do think. Did you see the the still of him throwing the smack? Though it's an open hand smack, he did have his left hand up to always protect the head. That comes from training when he did Ali. That's what that comes from. That comes from training. That that, that one didn't. No, that one didn't hit well either. <laughs> That was a bad that was a bad joke. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Buker, he works for Fox Sports One. He covers the NBA and he joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, are you team Will Smith or team Chris Rock? Ah, see, this is the problem. We have to choose a side, don't we? No, we don't. I mean, you know. I I am team context. So I suppose in that regard, I am team Chris Rock. In terms of he, we, we 
the role of the host of the Oscars is to tell jokes and wisecracks and make fun of the people in attendance. And that's what he was doing. And whether you thought that the, the, the joke landed or it didn't land or you thought it was insensitive, and we can go back through the history of the Oscars and you're going to find plenty of um, jokes that didn't land and, uh, and insensitive ones or ones that could be certainly interpreted as such. I can't justify Will Smith's reaction in the moment as a result of that. I just... I just can't. It opens the door to way too many things. But in the big picture, in terms of picking a side and whether Chris Rock was absolutely right or wrong or whatever, I need to know about more about the history of their relationship and what else went into it. And I also, I need to hear the joke. I mean, have you guys heard the joke? I've seen plenty written about it. I've seen yeah. plenty on the, the reaction. I haven't heard the actual delivery of his, uh, of his joke. So it's hard for me to completely judge. It, it was a, it was almost an innocuous, like throwaway. I I thought Dan Byer said it perfectly. Like it it felt like it was, um, uh, it wasn't part of the script. You know, mm. it was mm. more. Uh, oh, I see Jada 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 Smith. She give me the new uh, GI Jane part, GI Jane two or something, right? And it was because yeah. of her hair and. Can't wait for GI Jane too. It was a very innocuous joke. All right, let, let's get to let's get to some hoop stuff. Um, stop me if you've heard this before. LeBron scores a bunch of points and the Lakers lose. <laughs> now, Anthony Davis is getting closer, but now LeBron rolls yeah. his ankle. Like yeah. I never think it was in question, but are they going to make the play? Yeah. I was thinking the same thing, man. I I never thought it was in question. Uh, I, I've been saying it for a couple of weeks now. I did not expect San Antonio to be moving uh, up into the picture, I thought at the very least. And I did expect that the, the Lakers could easily fall to 10th and then have to play two road games to get into the playoffs, which uh, the prospects of them successfully doing that are, are daunting based on their road record. But, yeah, no, I think it's legitimate. When I look at San Antonio has Portland twice. They have Houston tonight. They have Golden State. Uh, which we know is uh, massively compromised. And I look at who the Lakers have to play down the stretch, and they're all teams that are really good teams and vying for uh, playoff spots uh, or playoff positioning. And they are uh, the, the majority of those games are on the road. So there's a lot of things piling up. And I would think that, look, yesterday they came out with a certain degree of purpose and uh, and demonstrated it early. But what they have shown over and over again is that they simply can't sustain it. Uh, and I don't know that it's a matter of desire. I think it's a matter of age and conditioning and that the game, everything's hard for them, and they simply can't sustain it. And LeBron got his points early, but he did not score in the last seven minutes and 40-some 40, 40 seconds of that game. Did not score again and finished with 39 so that is the issue not only is it um that that it seems meaningless that uh, lebron is scoring whatever he's scoring but it's also when he scores they're not winning that last that was that was a close game and lebron could not be the closer for them which is at the very least what i expect him to be with this particular team 
What do you think of Daryl Morey's uh, tweet? I don't know if you saw Ty Lu said, hey, last time Daryl yeah. Morey tweeted, it cost the league a billion dollars. Uh, now he's talking about. Shot. I thought it was a great shot on Ty Lu's part. I mean, I, it, that, that was just, I thought it was a great comeback. It, it was it was it was excellent. It was excellent. Um, but does 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 Maury have validity in what he's saying? Whereas the the Clippers, they need no. to get those same foul calls in order to be no. successful. No, no, no. It's a, it's a it's a dopey comparison. First of all, we're not putting the Clippers in the same category as the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers right now. Two, in talking about the team's free throw shooting and where they would be. I mean, honestly, couldn't you do that with every team? Discount the number of free throws that you, they take and, and the influence that has. The number of free throws that James Harden and, and Joel Embiid take, uh, or rather the, the number of fouls that they draw, impacts everyone, including the number of free throws collectively that the Philadelphia 76ers are taking. And I just look at the officiating of those two particular guys and how, what, how it contributes to their points and the Sixers' ability to score collectively. And I completely understand what Lou is saying. A lot of those – well, first of all, you're playing against better teams, so they're going to be able to defend you without fouling you. And uh, two, as we know, games allowed to be a little bit more physical – in the postseason. So what happens to Harden and Embiid and their rhythm and the Philadelphia 76ers offensive rhythm and ability to get back on defense after shooting free throws? Like what happens to all that when the game changes as we've seen it historically happen to James Harden? So I think it was a fair point by Ty Lu. I have the same I have the same question about their, uh, their ability to score if they're not getting to the free throw line at the same frequency. And I just think it's a false equivalent, Daryl Morey raising it. And it's a little bit like the – and Charles Barkley is the first one I always think of when I think of this. Only a hit dog hollers. Like, you only, you only try to well, – what about them unless somebody has said something that you think is somewhat legitimate. Are the Clippers going to get healthy in time for the playoffs? Boy, well, you mean like get Kawhi and Paul George back and all that? Yeah. yeah. I I have my doubts. I, I don't – not getting back, the question of how many games they'd be able to play, and suddenly you're going to throw those guys into the mix uh, with the intensity of, of playoff games. I, I would – maybe Paul George – Kawhi Leonard would be an absolute shock uh, if he played. So my inclination is to think that the Clippers are holding this out there just to keep every opponent uh, on, I don't know if it's pins and needles, but just like, hey, something could change. So how's that going to influence everybody else? Or maybe it's just a motivator for their team. But the realistic possibility of both of those guys coming back I would say is still fairly remote. Not impossible, but I, it, it feels like it would be a bit of negligence at this point uh, just to toss them in there with this season. There's plenty of promise for this Clippers team going forward. I certainly wouldn't want to put those guys out there and impact their readiness and ability to play next year just because you want to take a quick run at something this year. Uh, Brooklyn lost again. This one to Charlotte. 
Neither Kyrie yeah. nor KD shoot the basketball well. Um, right. Same question is basically Ben Simmons. He can play this year? No. I, I don't see any way in which he plays. It's a, there's a back issue. He hasn't played all year. Uh, the the idea of putting him in there, and then that's one of the reasons. I mean, Paul George did play a certain degree of, uh, you know, a certain part of this season, and it has been a while since he's been off, but it's also an upper body injury with the with the elbow. I, I think that's a completely different category than dealing with a knee or, or in the case of Ben Simmons, a back. I just don't see any way in which you – you suddenly throw him out there um, with, with I mean, and here's the other part. Like, um, and I don't know in the case of Kawhi, I know we've seen him on the court. Paul George obviously has been able to maintain some sort of condition. And my, what I've been told with Ben Simmons is he, he's, he just can't practice. He can't practice with the back. So he has, he's starting from scratch at whatever point that he gets past the back issue. And to think that he can ramp up to practice shape, to game shape, to playoff shape, uh, with at this stage of the season when, by and large, teams aren't practicing, and if they are, they're not practicing very hard or long. I just don't see a road to which Ben Simmons plays this season. Rick Buecher from Fox Sports 1. Buecher, the best. I really appreciate you joining us. Thanks for being our guest. You got it, Doug. Real credit card questions require real people. Someone who understands your issues works with you to resolve them. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common sense. There's a new team that will be featured on Hard Knocks. Who is it? Find out next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show. Check out the latest lines in the world of sports. Better River Sportsbook. Better River is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. President of Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's get to it. The Press. The Press is brought to you by Hustler Turf. Brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawnmowers to run their businesses. And for us weekend Joes, Hustler Turf is a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. Dan Byer, what do you got? Doug, you always talk about NFL road trips. You want to go to Lambeau. I'd love to go see a game in Buffalo, but if I want to see one in their current stadium, I better go quick because the Bills have reached an agreement to build a brand new stadium right next door to Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, New York. $1.4 billion opening in 2026. Uh-oh. Uh, look, I know that a lot of people are like, why would you do public funding for it? One, because if you don't do it, you're not going to get the stadium. If you don't do it, you don't get the stadium, you're not going to keep the team. And oh, yeah, by the way, how many times do the Buffalo Bills use that stadium? Ten times. Max. Yeah. Max. No, well. 12, 13. When, I, I think it's actually less now because there's only, are there two preseason games or three? Three. Okay, so it could be two. So regular season max could be nine. Three. Preseason max could be two. That's 11. Two. And then postseason max is what? Two? Could be three. Yeah, the bracket, you know, wild card teams. So, again, like, I I, I totally understand the very rudimentary discussion of why are we building a stadium for a team. The reality of it is as long as you keep some ownership rights – and, oh, yeah, by the way, you develop your whole downtown, you keep the team, 
it all actually makes fiscal sense, believe it or not. Real credit card questions require real people, so someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common sense. Discover bringing you the Doug Gottlieb Show. And this note as well, Doug, 2024 NFL Draft headed to Detroit. Not only that, the Lions will be featured on HBO's Hard Knocks this summer. Why, why are we going to Detroit? Um, they beat out Green Bay and Washington, D.C. to host the event. Why not? Uh, April because... in the D used to be a whole thing when the <laughs> when the Red Wings and Pistons were uh, were winning. April in the D was quite a thing. And the Tigers opening day. Now you'll yeah. have the draft. Better than L.A. Oh. Better than Vegas. Oh. Better than Green Bay. They'll get all of the their other Better stuff. Better than get Washington D.C. They get all this other stuff. Well, but Detroit gets it for what reason? Why does Detroit get it? The weather sucks. The city, though, better. Not in late April. You know, it would be nice then. Nice it could be nice. Degrees. Wow. Could, it could be nice, and it could be crummy. What's but, Vegas or Detroit, April? <laughs> sure. No, I'm question. Well, Vegas. But the NFL is not going to bring a Super Bowl to Detroit, so this is kind of their consolation gift again. Yay. They already did. I know that's what I mean, Doug. Ever again. There's a reason I'm never going back again. Well, yeah, India hasn't gotten two Super Bowls. Minneapolis hasn't gotten, I mean, with the new stadiums. Right. Uh, Minneapolis, you know, had one prior. Same thing with Detroit. Detroit's had now two Super Bowls, but in that Shit. facility, it's not happening. Check out the latest lines of World of Sports, a better sports book. Better is the trusted name in online sports. Betting must be 21. President Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Pennsylvania. Play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. You got time for one or two yeah, more. Yeah, and the New York Post says Kevin Burkhart will replace Joe Buck as Fox's play-by-play announcer in their number one uh, booth for the NFL package. Oh. Hmm. Uh, Kevin Burkhart, didn't he used to sell like used cars or something? <laughs> yeah, that's no, part I'm of serious. the Yeah, it's part serious. of the, Amazing story. the story. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. No, and I go and get a buyer. Buyer wants to smack me like I'm like I'm Chris Rockety's Will Smith. Oh, don't, don't, don't get up there. We had a lot of fun today. And we found out that Dan Buyer, not a smoker, but he did smoke a pack of cigarettes once. We're going to discuss that at length on a group chat on the Doug Gottlieb Show.